If you can't tell there's a rotting corpse in your living room, you might be a hoarder. I'm Kevin Leeson. Want to steal a hoarder's precious jars of urine? Make a disarm trap roll. I'm Torin Atkinson. Buy enough of our merchandise that you can get crushed underneath it, and we'll mention you in a follow-up episode. I'm Joe Fulgham, and this is Caustic Soda. Mine! Mine, mine! Mine! <laughs> Remember Hordak from uh, She-Ra? No. I don't oh. think he actually hoarded anything. He, he was evil, and he yeah. looked stupid. <laughs> Much like most, everyone on that cartoon. Everyone on that, yeah. Dumb. It's kind of a... It's almost like they were the, the castaway terrible character designs yeah, from exactly. a better show. <laughs> hoarding, or rather compulsive hoarding, is usually considered a subtype of obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. Like other compulsive behaviors, hoarding is an effort to manage the anxiety raised by obsessive doubts. Uh, and there are very varying levels of hoarding behavior. Of course, being caustic soda, we're going to try and talk about the biggest and the weirdest and the grossest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a diagnosis of OCD of the hoarding type is made when there is significant distress or disruptions to feelings of self-worth, interpersonal relationships, education, occupation, housing, finances, legal issue, or health as a result of hoarding behavior. So basically, if you're a collector and you still make good money and you still have a decent social life and maybe your house is full of books or toys or something, they wouldn't call it a hoarder because you're you're surviving, you're doing fine. But once it starts to really make a drain in your life, then it becomes classified as compulsive hoarding. This is what Smog had, the dragon from The Hobbit. That's right. He was a treasure hoarder. (laughs) Has OCD been around since the beginning of human time or are we, is it like a 20th century? Definitely. (laughs) Is it a 20th century invention? Like, it seems that OCD is everywhere these days. Like, we're always, mm-hmm. there's a million reality shows about it. We talk about it all the time. I mean, I probably know, like, five people who say, oh, I'm a little OCD this, or I'm a little ADD that, right? Do you, do you think it's been, like, a common human trait that sort of has persisted for yes, but thousands of years? Yes, but they just crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was an umbrella of craziness. Or curious. He's a curious man. Eccentric. He's very eccentric. Yeah, uh, you would see things like uh, Howard Hughes. Again, he's still fairly modern, but Howard but he Hughes did keep definitely his had OCD. He kept his urine in bottles. Yeah, it got worse as he got older, for sure. Yeah, and his, he kept his finger in his toenail clippings and his hair cuttings, too. I have a little uh, description from Wikipedia on obsessive-compulsive disorder, if you'd All like right. me to read that. Yeah, let's hear uh, it. OCD is an anxiety disorder characterized by intrusive thoughts that produce uneasiness, apprehension, fear, or worry by repetitive behaviors aimed at reducing the associated anxiety or by a combination of such obsessions and compulsions. That's like you open the door 10 times before you leave. Somehow that relieves your anxiety. I have this thing, and maybe it's just an artist thing. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like watching TV or something... Well, who's the artist in this equation? He is. Oh, okay. That's, That's a pretty liberal definition of you, artist, isn't it? You can, Asshole. <laughs> he started off with, I have this artist thing. So we know he's talking about himself. <laughs> okay, all right. Who's the idiot in the room? Oh, it's Kevin. Yeah. No, I thought he meant I have this thing about artists. Oh, no, no. But if I'm like watching TV or if I'm looking at some geometric shape or whatever, like let's say I'm watching TV and my foot pops into the frame. Like the frame being your vision? The fa- frame being the TV set. <laughs> oh, okay. How does your foot pop I'm into I'm lying the... down on the couch and oh, my okay. foot is on the and it coffee actually, table. It breaks yeah. the plane. It of breaks the... the plane. So I will just automatically move it so that it's centered. Oh. Uh-huh. Was that would that be obsessive compulsive? I don't be... I don't turn in the tap on and off or anything like that. 
that that's a little obsessive compulsive. I think I don't I don't know if I would add the D on the end to make it a disorder. Okay, uh, I'm OC. Yeah. <laughs> The acts of those who have OCD may appear paranoid and potentially psychotic. However, OCD sufferers generally recognize their obsessions and compulsions as irrational and may become further distressed by this realization. So where a truly psychotic person would do weird and crazy things to try and put the world right around them, an OCD person does it and goes, what is wrong with me? Why am I having to turn the, the lights on and off five times before I walk out of every room? Well, if it, there's Annie does that reality show, the spinoff to Intervention, which was Obsessed. And they oh. basically had interventions for OCD sufferers. Right. right? And, uh, and yeah, they're all painfully aware that yeah. what they're doing is that's why they call the show and say, I need help because I can't stop myself from doing these things. Right. right? I, I watched a lot of episodes, three or four episodes of Hoarders uh, in research for the show. And right. one thing I noticed about all of them was that you could kind of tell by looking at them that they knew they were messed up, but they didn't feel like they had any way out of it. Like they just couldn't understand, why don't you just get rid of all this? Yeah, this is why I, I think I've watched like maybe one and a half episodes of Hoarders. And I just, I had to stop watching it because all I wanted to do was yell at the screen, like, just throw it out. Yeah. Oh, God. Like... Because they would sit there and go, you should throw this away. And they go, no, no, I can't throw that stack of 12-year-old newspapers away. That's very important. Yeah. And, but it... That, there's it's yeah, there's one guy one guy who had like a, the 20-year-old lead acid batteries, like big, heavy batteries. But they were in the boxes that they'd been sold in. And there, somebody was like, yeah, we can't sell these. They were trying to sell off his stuff to get some money for him and clear his house out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, these batteries are no good. He's like, what are you talking about? They're new in the box. They're 20 years old. They don't work anymore. You cannot sell 20-year-old batteries and say they're new in the box because they've never been taken out. They're yeah. still old. But they're new in the box. Like, he yeah. just couldn't get it. I, I started off like you, and I thought this might be kind of funny to see people with this weirdness, but very quickly, I could do nothing but feel terrible oh, yeah, for them. Oh, yeah, it's a mental yeah. illness. This just is, watching the show is kind yeah. of like a torture. Well, it, it really was. And you saw, I saw one where this woman was, like, I don't know if she was deranged or, like, had a little bit of dementia or whatever, but she was off her rocker, right? Yeah. On top of everything else, like, she was kind of, like, not quite centered. Yeah. And so you're sort of like, you kind of, it's all part of the package, right? right. But then what, the, the other episode that I'd seen part of, I don't even think I watched it all the way to the end, but was a gentleman who had been, like, a university professor. Like, he mm-hmm. was, you know, he had, like, writing awards and he was a very accomplished academic and he was a hoarder yeah. right and so you're like okay well this is uh something of a different stripe right so you realize that there's a it's an incredibly wide range of these people who you know suffer from this right right so let's uh let's do word origin uh the word hoard comes from old english for treasure valuable stock or store uh, and that is from the Proto-Germanic husdom. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that goes from husdom to horde. Probably just right. butchering with terrible accents mm-hmm. and the way language does. Husdam. The fear of throwing things away is disposophobia. Oh, okay. I find it ironic that in the word origin that uh, horde actually means treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet hoarding is pretty much in the modern connotation is anything but a treasure like everything you've got is just garbage well of course a lot of animals hoard but they're hoarding food yeah. right yeah there's a survival yeah, kind of survival. you know undercurrent yeah. to it all right like fo- foxes yeah now dale we know you're chipmunk but what's with all the nuts <laughs> taking up all the space in this tree hole they're my nuts they're my nuts i need them i need them all i need them all chip can you talk to him please <laughs> 
Disposophobia is also sometimes referred to as Collier Brothers Syndrome. The Collier Brothers, Homer and Langley, were two American brothers, and they became famous because of their bizarre nature and compulsive hoarding. For decades, neighborhood rumors swirled around the rarely seen men and their home in Manhattan. When was this? This was uh, the 1940s. They obsessively collected books, furniture, musical instruments, and many other items, and they set booby traps up in the corridors and oh, doorways nice. to protect against intruders. <laughs> so not only were they hoarders, but they were like paranoid hoarders. Paranoid against other hoarders. Yeah. Everybody was going to come and steal their hoarders. Everybody's going to come steal their Just stuff. Just like dragons. Oh, they, they are like, yeah, smog. They weren't completely crazy. They had been broken into a lot because of rumors that they were very rich. Well, when you, yeah, when you stack up all this stuff in your Manhattan home, I can understand why somebody been misconstrued that. Got a row of trombones in your window. Yeah. However, it did come back to bite them in the ass. Uh, On March 21st, 1947, an anonymous tipster phoned the police and insisted that there was a dead body in the house. A patrol officer was dispatched, but had a difficult time getting into the house at first, noting, however, that an awful odor was emanating from somewhere within the building. That's always a good sign. Although, you know, in the instance of hoarding, that doesn't necessarily mean dead body. Could just be they were, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hoarding foodstuffs. It could be dead bodies. <laughs> uh, uh, foreshadowing? Did you just spoil this story? I don't know. I don't know the story. A patrolman, William Barker, finally broke into a window. Apparently, a bunch of the lower windows were, like... Booby-trapped. B- booby-trapped and had iron bars across them to keep people out. Do we know what the booby-traps were, or are we going to get to that? Uh, I don't have any specifics on what they were. Oh, well, we can guess. We can make up some guesses. <laughs> so I can get my... Dungeon Master's Guide. I'm going to go with the 40s. I'm going to go with flamethrowers. Check this out. So he breaks into a second story bedroom window. Uh After a two hour crawl, he found Homer Collier dead, wearing just a tattered blue and white bathrobe. It took him two hours of crawling around to find the dead guy. It's like a labyrinth of junk. Yeah. Wow. Homer's matted gray hair reached down to his shoulders and his head was resting on his knees. Langley Collier was nowhere to be found and a manhunt ensued. On April 8th, 1947, Two weeks later, (laughs) workman Artie Matthews found the body of Langley Collier just 10 feet from where Homer died. (laughs) This is compact. His partially decomposed body was being eaten by rats. Of course. Those are some intrepid rats. A suitcase and three huge bundles of newspaper covered his body. Langley had been crawling through their newspaper tunnel to bring food to his paralyzed brother when one of his own booby traps fell down and crushed him. Homer... Blind and paralyzed, starved to death several days later. Please, Louise. Uh, the stench detected on the street had been emanating from Langley, the old, the younger brother. Wow. I envision the booby traps being like, you know, when you set up a box and you open the lid. Yeah. Put yeah. A little, just put a little stick yeah, there on or a something. string. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the kind of booby traps I envision. This obviously must have been some kind of deadfall. Right? Yeah, just yeah, kind of. When thinking. you come in, you'll get trapped by these yeah, well, newspapers. We, we, I think yeah. it may have been an anvil. <laughs> when when you've got a hammer, everything looks like nails, yeah. you know. And when you've got a big pile of junk, everything looks like you're going to use that for your trap. Yeah, I, I don't know where that. I'm going with that. No, no, I can see that. You're like, uh, you use the tools at hand, is what you're trying to say. Exactly. Yeah, you you are uh, you deal with the hand that you've been dealt. It took them two weeks. Two weeks to, to find f- these guys. The, are the dead s- body, ten, ten feet, feet away. away. These guys are the superstars of hoarder. I do have some symptoms. Uh, they can vary from person to person. Not everybody has all the symptoms, of course, uh, and a few examples of each. So I'll go through the, the a symptom, and then I'll give you kind of an example. Of all right. It. Saving items seen by most people as unneeded or worthless. Uh, although the people um, around them might think of the items as worthless, the people hoarding them will often find great value in their collection. Many hoarders will go dumpster diving, bringing home pounds of other people's discarded Trash. junk. Yeah. 
I own uh, a numerous uh, Darkest of the Hillside Thickets albums, which some people think are worthless. Does that asshole! Make, does that make me a hoarder? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> uh, the trap you would set up with those is to make people listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> no! Double asshole. One lady loved to keep bottle caps because she enjoyed the texture and color of them immensely. I used to collect bottle caps when I was a young man. Ooh, well, okay. you're getting ready for when the nuclear war happens and they become... <laughs> they, they become, become coinage. coinage. Yeah. I prefer teeth, actually. I think teeth will be the currency oh, really? in the post-apocalypse. Because people need to like have them to chew their food. Like everyone is worth, I don't know how many teeth there are in the human skull. Like 30-something? Everyone's worth 30 teeth. But of course, after the nuclear holocaust, there's just going to be teeth lying around everywhere. And oh, it, yeah, but you gather them up and that's your currency. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, another man would collect discarded tools and electronic items that were broken because he knew they could be fixed and reused. Even though he never got around to fixing it. Yes, items. naturally. This is another thing that you see is that they, they have these excuses like, oh, that's worth money, but they'll never think, sell it. I think we all have yeah. tendencies to like keep a broken lamp thinking, oh, yeah. it'll be easy to fix. Yeah. And, I have and, never and, done that. And then that. two years later, I'm never going to get around to fixing this. And then you throw it out. But yeah. some people just never reach that yeah. point. I've, I've kind of watching this and research, watching hoarders and researching this, I started recognizing a few... Yes. curiosities about myself yeah not not that i'm a hoarder but there are a few things that i'm just like why have i not just thrown that out yeah i just and it's all those it, diet dr pepper cans you nope. got a are, giant wall those are gone but they'll just be rebuilt yeah. <laughs> i'm not collecting them i'm just lazy you know you need, you need doozers doozers fraggle rock those guys. oh the little <laughs> yeah. the little dozers yeah Another symptom, compulsively buying or saving excessive quantities of items of any kind. Many hoarders are also compulsive shoppers. Thank you, Shopping Network. Mm-hmm. They might focus on a very specific item, such as dolls or clothing, or just buy a lot of random pretty things that are on sale. The difference between a collector and a hoarder is subtle. A collector will display their items. A hoarder will usually stack the items away after they're done with their shopping, usually never to be seen again. They should rename the shopping channel to H-E-N. The Hoarder Enabler Network. <laughs> that is a great idea. <laughs> I got it. So yeah. one especially disgusting version of of this kind of hoarder is people who hoard food. Yes. Their kitchens and often other parts of the home will be full of rotting and expired food. Mm. And <sighs> even though... It's just a suggested expiry date. Yeah. It's a crime against food. That's my problem with yeah. it. They just put that date in there for like... Just legal reasons. Oh, it's, no, no. To make a, you buy more. Yeah, it's a big scam, man. Yeah. It's a big scam so that you have it's to go not. back every couple of weeks and buy more food. They literally do say that. They will often see ex- expiration dates as a conspiracy of food manufacturers to get you to th- throw out perfectly good food. Even though they can barely open their fridge, it will be stuffed with rotting cheese and vegetables. And when they're encouraged to throw moldy food away, that's moldy. Throw it away. Dude, They'll just say, take your, your rotten cheese and eggs and rotten vegetables and make a rotten omelet. Oh, Dr. Seuss was a total hoarder. Green eggs and ham? They'll just say, you can cut around that mold. Oh, rinse it off. It'll be fine. So they, nice. rather than accept that Except they're they doing something that the wrong. the water's been turned off. Yeah. When you hear when they're talking about fear and anxiety, I could see th- this in the face of the hoarders and the, the hoarder shows. People would point out yeah. that this is wrong, and you could see it in their eyes that they knew that it was wrong, but they were also searching for any kind of excuse to yeah. not have to give it up. Yeah. And that's when I started to really feel empathy for these people, because yeah. yeah. it felt like th- they were trapped, that they could not accept this very logical, 
this is too much junk. Yeah. And you have to get rid of it. But well, that's perfectly well, it's years good. years and years of emotional investment in exactly. all this crap. I mean, yeah. treasure. But that's the part that I don't get. Is like, why are they emotionally invested in all this stuff that's worthless or even worse? Like, hey, I have a D and D miniatures collection. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, you D&D keep mini- your you keep your grubby little mitts away from those. <laughs> as long as it's not D and D miniatures collection hoard, right? Well, I seem to remember you at one point were saving your toenail clippings. Uh, I don't think that's true. This was back when back when we were roommates. You had a little jar that you put all your toenail clippings. Oh yeah, in. that was for a lark. <laughs> well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to accuse you of being a hoarder. That was, that was my pre-caustic soda. What can I do to horrify the people around me? Yes, <laughs> that was to keep us out of your bedroom. I think <laughs> the fear of what else you might be collecting in there. Right, this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Did it actually make that noise? Was like, yeah. More of a sloshing, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just like the answer. Oh, that, that, that's just a lark. <laughs> that was just an incredibly gross and horrific lark. <laughs> well, Torn couldn't figure out how to get girls to like him, so he thought if he could make them really grossed out, they might go all the way around to the other oh, side to liking circle. him again. so bad it's good. Full, right. full circle. Okay. I'm Only down. a guy who's a total catch would save up his toenails in a jar. <laughs> Maybe I can take these toenails and clone him. Howard Hughes did that. He was rich. Maybe Torn will be rich. That actually brings us to one of the other symptoms, which is treating all saved items as equally valuable, whether or not they have sentimental, financial, or functional value. They'll just see, this is a perfectly good pair of pajamas. Well, I can't Even throw the pajamas because they're holding up the moldy cheese. One guy who, his entire house was just filled with stuff he'd been collecting. When they're finally trying to get him to throw things out, and he, they would be like, tell us if you want to sell it, donate it, throw it out, or keep it, he would look for any excuse to keep it. Like, he found just yeah. a pair of pajamas that were, they were not in a bag, they were not stored somewhere nice, they were just amongst the junk. And he put them up, like, oh, this is a, this is a nice pair of pajamas. Well, you haven't looked at this for 15 years. So you, you haven't needed you missing them. If you haven't needed pajamas for fifteen years, just get rid of them. Yeah, the one that I saw. I think that's I mean, the psychologists are always like you have to let them make the choices yeah. for them for it because if you go in and clean everything out, it's just it, going to make yeah. them go fucking crazy. And then, yeah, yeah, they'll fill it up again. So I think the thing is when they're in the bath and whatever, you send in some experts, take out like five items at a time that they'll never miss. <laughs> and eventually the piles will slowly go down. <laughs> yeah, like ninja yeah, cleanup. So. But of course, then all you're doing is feeding that paranoia. They catch you. They catch you. I knew it. I knew my stuff was valuable. Like you'll just reinforce. No, no. You, you have you're going to sell that on eBay. You dress them like ninjas and then you threaten with them with assassination if they don't take care of the problem. Another symptom is that they experience intense anxiety or, dis- or distress when attempting to discard or even think about discarding mm. what m- others view as useless objects. I mean, one of the ones that I saw was this, the, it, this was this professor and he had newspapers and fl- like mm-hmm. every paper or like commu- penny saver or community paper that had ever grazed his doorstep was bundled in these very tidy, neat bundles and sp- stacked up to the ceiling right and you're like they're going through these bundles and it's like this bundle is from 1987 right mm-hmm. like you you have a, a 25 year old bundle of flyers i'll get around to reading that yeah it, he's like they never, say that you never know when you uh when you need that i like i can look through there and and like see what was going on in 1987 like, a research archive well, they, yeah they're they're they it, it tells you what was on sale at the at the local department store 25 years ago, what it, what it's, it is completely worthless. It's it history, no man. utility right. whatsoever. Today's junk is tomorrow's archaeological dig. You yeah. Know that. <laughs> you just couldn't, like, they, they would sit there and rationally explain to me, he goes, yeah, we better just keep that. 
Like you just would like abandon all hope of rationalizing it and just be like, I think we'll, we'll get to that later. Being unable to use furniture, rooms, or entire homes in standard ways due to saved items. Adult hoarders will often take over their children's rooms, right. rent storage, or fill a house so full that they start sleeping in homeless shelters, move in with relatives, or just rent or buy a second place, which they quickly fill up anyway. Yeah, a lot of the stories that I've read are people sleeping in on their porch in a sleeping mm-hmm. bag. or Yeah, they're a little bit forced out of their homes by their belongings. One that I saw on Hoarders, the episode that I watched... The guy owned 500 properties. What? 500. And they were all just properties with barns full of shit. He would buy them up and then buy more shit. And he would go to auctions. And he would go to an auction. I don't... Well, here's the thing. They said he owed hundreds of thousands of dollars to family members. Like he was... They finally were able to go in and deal with this because he was having this massive financial distress. Well, I'm sure, you know what he'd do? He'd probably, like, get a mortgage against one place to, like, pay off. Like, he was kiting mortgages almost, right? Like, he's probably getting second yeah. mortgages and, you know, uh, and then propping up the one that they're about to foreclose on and just, like, you know. Or probably manipulating his family members. Like, yeah. I don't, but nobody's loaned me enough money to buy one property. <laughs> so, how does he Maybe own he five? Yeah, you just haven't have asked. A hoarder's gift. I guess so. How many times have you asked for enough money to start hoarding? I, Yeah. Fair enough. I'm gonna start asking. Hey, I, I'd lend you five bucks. Thanks, man. And <laughs> you of course, can hoard pennies that way. Five bucks will get you five hundred pennies. Significant deterioration in housekeeping due to excessive clutter. Nah. Yeah. Uh, again, I have that too. Yeah. One of the one of the devices that they seem to use to try and sort of like break this behavior is bringing those organizational experts mm-hmm. that to tell them, okay, you we just need to like get this in order. We need to like you know get it so you can walk through your house again, and like right. they kind of start chipping away at the edifice like that way, like almost like they're kind of trying to come in the side door and say, <laughs> yeah. "You don't need to cure your hoarding. You just need to make your home functional Liv- again, right. livable." So we need to do that, and yeah. then you, you know that almost gets the ball rolling. And it like I, I watched a bunch of intervention shows. I liked that show for a while, uh, and I've watched, like I said, a pair of these hoarder shows and the hoarders almost seem more incurable than the drug addicts. Like the drug addicts, once they're outside of the drug culture, they don't hang around with the same friends. They've gone through rehab and they feel better and they look better and the whole nine yards. And they kind of feel like a sense of accomplishment. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to do my damnedest to like, not go back to that bad place that I was. Mm-hmm. I never watched or heard of like any of these hoarding things where it kind of, it, people are like, come out the other side, like cured. Right. Right. They always, they always seem like they're going to have an undercurrent of this and going that's on. That's the same yeah, thing. They do like follow-ups at the end of the episode. Well, this is where this person is now. And it's mm-hmm. never like, he's cured. It's yeah. more like, he's taken these steps. Yeah. 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 Towards he's got, a happy end. He has one room that he can now live in. Well, this is showing that, again, it's a mental illness. I mean, yeah. this is oh. a, a problem with them and not an external problem thing that's affecting them like drugs where yeah. you can go now i'm just not going to those drugs are bad i'm not going to do them once mm-hmm. you get away from them whereas with this you, it's yourself still that you're dealing with yeah yeah like it's all internal right mm-hmm. it's all internalized it's very strange like and this is why i can't watch these episodes this is why i have like no interest in like because it's i i it, it makes me like so agitated just watching these people like refusing to throw out bundles of 25 year old flyers like it drives me mental Makes you want to hoard. (laughs) 
It makes me want to do the opposite. It makes like, me want to collect these people. I'm going to hoard hoarders and stick them in a room. I want to minimize after having researched this episode, to be quite honest. Oh, I yeah? just want to start throwing out junk that I've got that I don't need. Well, I You can get around my house, but it's not awesome. <laughs> well, I have a list here, uh, some of which was taken from crack.com. Others were just taken from my research. Uh, the most horrifying things found in the homes of hoarders. Oh, this sounds particularly caustic soda, doesn't it? But a dead brother being eaten by rats <laughs> covered in newspapers. Is, is, yeah, is, 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 uh, is a Collier brother a number one? I don't want to spoil the ending. <laughs> Bags of hair trimmings. Okay. Dog's hair. This is actually from one of the episodes of Hoarders because he didn't want to throw out the dog's hair, the shed dog's hair, because he was worried that it was going to uh, reduce the dog's life in some way if you got rid of the dog's hair. Oh, really? Okay. How very Samson and Delilah of him. And <laughs> the sad part is, is he's the Delilah in this equation. <laughs> uh, cat feces, of course. Of course. Well, you got to hold on to that. I like how you end that with an of course. Rats, mice, roaches. These are not, this is not necessarily things that the people hoard, but they were found. They were found. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 60,000 beer cans, mummified cats. Oh, <laughs> 60,000 beer cans. Yeah. Now, hoarders don't generally throw parties, right? Because, <laughs> so, like, I could imagine you could have a 100-person party, you know, a few times a year. Mm-hmm. 600 you know, beers six per person, you know. Yeah. Still, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's marrying hoarding and alcoholism in some sort of, you know, tragic melange. A uh, loaded shotgun with one round in the chamber. <laughs> oh, per- we'll call that the Hemingway. That's for when you're done with hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could clean all this up, or... <laughs> <laughs> That's how much Joe hates work. Yeah. A 70-year-old man found in the middle of winter, frozen to death, surrounded by junk, mail, and pet food cans with his feet stuck in the oven. Oh, oh I think I remember that story, actually. Where he was trying to warm up his feet, yeah. and he froze to death? Yeah. Like, he died from exposure? Yeah. Because his like, heat had been turned off or whatever? Three children, nine-year-old and six-year-old girls, both functionally deaf, and a two-year-old boy in diapers. The girls seemed to share a rapid-fire sign language that no one else could comprehend. Oh, but where, what, were they just abandoned in this hoarding place? Oh, uh, no, they were in there. Okay. Living, quote-unquote. Uh-huh. Bedbugs? Yeah, yeah, that's not much of a surprise. Resulting in the family sleeping in tents in the backyard because the exterminators can't get into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even if you could, it's not like you could actually, like, spray the areas where they would probably be hiding, right? You, know, you couldn't even get to the yeah, yeah. affected yeah. areas. 240 live cats and 36 dead ones. <laughs> Washroom caked in layers of used toilet paper and feces that required workers and gas masks equipped with shovels to clean it out. Wait, wait. The floor was covered in feces? Why didn't they just use the toilet? I don't understand. 20 bottles and jugs of urine and paint tubs of feces. Oh, because like maybe they couldn't get to the bathroom, so they had to no. impromptu well, it? Oh, maybe. Or they just decided, I think uh, no, I think this, none of this, this flushing one, business, we don't want to actually give our feces and urine away to the to the sewage system, the city. Who knows what they'll do with it? Clone me. Yeah. <laughs> 153 cats, 97 dogs, and 30 birds were rescued from Hoarder's quote-unquote star, Barbara's house in Rochelle, Illinois, along with the stash of animals. Officials stated that the house also contained about 200 carcasses many of which had deteriorated to the point where it was hard to tell what form of animal it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a uh, Hoarders episode where the guy had brought home some bunnies. I guess he had, I don't know if he got it, I think he caught them. Okay. But he, he thought, I'm going to get some bunnies. And he put them in a room in the house. Like, he, well, until I build a hutch, I'll put them in this room. He just never built a hutch. 
Right. And the bunnies made more bunnies. As uh-huh. they do. Yeah. As they do. And they just, the, the room, the floor of the room basically got covered in rabbit shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just started chewing through the walls and eventually got out into the rest of the house. And rather than him finally going, oh, wow, I should now do something about these bunnies and build that hutch I said I was going to build. The house has become the hutch. They just kind of went, eh, I like bunnies. And their house got taken over by rabbits. Rabbitopolis. <laughs> And uh, rabbit, uh, rabbit, talkalypse, and like animal control got called, and they went in and warned him that this was not allowed, and he, instead of accepting it, just started kind of a war against them of words and ca- calling them fascists and saying the I can't remember what it was called the animal control board hates bunnies. Like he was walking around with a sign, like he had a sign out front oh, saying wow. that so he's like protesting in front of his own house. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't carrying, he like put a sign out saying like the ACB hates bunnies or their war on bunnies or something like that. He, he was just out buddy. of his mind. And he, he acted like a two year old every time anybody told him that they had to do anything right. about the bunnies. Doesn't understand the meaning of the word. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they weren't coming to kill them. They weren't like, we're going to come in and kill these bunnies. They were taking them away to like, give them to shelters and give them away to people, right, right. give them nice families. And he just cried and went off in a huff and his wife didn't know how to deal with it. If only he had developed a taste for rabbit stew. Yeah. But he likes his bunnies. <laughs> All this and rabbit I, stew. I guess the question is, was he an animal hoarder or a food hoarder? <laughs> I don't think the guy hoarded food after looking at him like he was a big dude. I had a rabbit once. It wasn't a hoarded rabbit though. No. <laughs> I've had rabbits. I wonder how they would taste. Because rabbits in a house that's full of other rabbits and junk probably don't get a lot of exercise. But then again, no exercise would make them more tender. Mm, Like, you know, veal. Mm -hmm. Are hoarded rabbits more delicious than regular rabbits? That's what I'm getting at. Let us know, soda jerks. (laughs) It's probably in the preparation. You can really taste the hoarding. can take the moon gather up the stars and the robins that sing merrily put them in the box tie them with a ribbon throw them in the deep blue sea you can take the flowers down in lover's lane and that sentimental poetry put them in the box tie them with a ribbon throw them in the deep blue sea not for me all that stuff the dreams that ruin your sleep not for me had enough love is one thing you can keep you can take the plans and the wedding bells and whoever sings oh promise me put them in the box tie them with a ribbon throw them in the deep blue sea cause love and i we don't agree Kisses in the dark, all the promises made faithfully. 
Take a song sung by Frankie Boy or Mr. C. Put 'em in the box, tie with a ribbon, throw 'em in the deep blue sea. Not for me, all that stuff. Not for me, had enough. You know what to do. Good old tea for two and the girl for you, the boy for me. Put 'em in a box, tie with a ribbon, throw 'em in the deep blue sea. 'Cause love and I, we don't agree. In the news. <laughs> Two thousand ten, August. All right, Las Vegas. Nobody who's strange and curious would be in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, well, people usually give their stuff away, give their belongings away, as opposed to uh, you know collect any. Not on purpose. Yeah. Four month long search for a missing Las Vegas woman that began in April has finally come to an end. Ooh, finally comes to an end, and positively, I would imagine, correct? Right? That's what we're talking of about. Of course, it's a happy ending. Caustic soda, nothing but happy endings. <laughs> Turns out that 67-year-old Billie Jean James was in her home all along and not actually missing at all. Okay. The problem was that she had a serious hoarding problem and was buried beneath piles of her junk. The house had only small amounts of clear space so that people could get around and that the home was filled with strong odors from animals, garbage, and food. Oh, so they couldn't smell her dead body? The collected clothes, trash, and knickknacks in Billie Jean's house was so vast that sniffer dogs had searched the home without finding her corpse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it even fooled a dog's nose. It was so pungent. Police spokesman said, For our dogs to go through that house and not find something should be indicative of the tremendous environmental challenges as they faced. Bill James says he woke up from a nap and could not find his wife anywhere. He assumed that she had wandered away. She had recently had a mini-stroke uh, that left her disoriented, and he worried that she had suffered another. Authorities launched a massive hunt for the woman, using sniffer dogs and even helicopters equipped with infrared to search the desert. Hmm. Meanwhile, Bill set up a Facebook page to promote the search and offered a $10,000 reward. Wait, did he live in the house too? Yeah. So he woke up in bed, and she was missing, and he went, she must have wandered off into the desert. Or a pile of newspapers that passed for a bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. I want to see where she was found. Uh, well, he was the one who found her, feet sticking out from underneath piles of items in their home. Oh, so again, it's another one of these piles of junk collapsed yeah. on her and Seems crushed be, her. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why everybody should get an iPhone now, because you can use that find my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can find my corpse. Yeah, but hoarders would just have stacks and stacks. <laughs> stacks of and, and stacks of iPhones. <laughs> that would be, they would make like a suit of iPhones. There'd be like 10,000 dots on the, on the Google map. Yeah, it's all around. The, they're all, they're in the house. They're all around us. <laughs> February 15th, 2012, Bill Sheeb finally entered his 72-year-old mother's house for the first time in 20 years, as Margarita had not been seen in weeks, but he couldn't even get through the side door. And then he noticed the strong smell from the basement. Oh, was it, it lilac? Uh, Jasmine. I think it was Jasmine. Uh, well, her name was Margarita. <laughs> uh, Ooh, I like those by the poolside. 
It would be three days before emergency crews dressed in white hazardous material suits found her decomposed body beneath at least a foot of trash on the lower level of her home. An autopsy found that Margarita Sheeb had died from heart disease, according to Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, which found no sign of trauma. So just heart attack and died. Yeah. How did she get under a pile? Three days to get in and find her. Like three days. Yeah. To look through a house for a body. There's nothing on the Collier brothers, though. No. They wrote the book on hoarding. <laughs> they did. Like, and then they hid it away. Two weeks. To they find- <laughs> hid away with 10,000 copies of the same book and then got crushed by them. Two weeks to fi- Yeah, the Collier brothers, two weeks to find a dead body 10 feet from another dead body you'd mm-hmm. already found. They obviously just started in the wrong part of the house. It's always the last place you look. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, because if you keep looking after you find it, <laughs> you got other problems. Sheeb was told that his mother had stopped attending mass at Our Lady of the Ridge in Chicago Ridge, and he had an uncomfortable conversation with his older brother, who also lives in the home, and decided to go to police. Oh, wow. Police questioned Sheeb's older brother, Frank, on Saturday about his mom's whereabouts. Authorities spent three hours Saturday searching through the debris, but could not find Margarita. Investigators returned Tuesday and again questioned Frank. This time he told police his mother could be downstairs. Police believe Margarita had been dead at least a few days, but the investigator conceded she may have been beneath that pile of garbage for a couple of weeks. Marco! <laughs> Marco! Marco! Uh, I get a suspicion that this brother was maybe more culpable in uh, burying her under a pile of foot, foot deep pile of trash than he may be letting on to. Gonna be hard to prove, though. No, absolutely. I mean, for her to have a heart attack and die and still be under a foot of trash, either he was just throwing trash down to the basement. This ties into our perfect murder episode. Started a relationship with a hoarder, lived there for years and years, and then sell the hoard at the end and profit. Or the uh, the trash had gotten so deep in the basement that she could Scrooge McDuckett and like dive into it and swim around in it, and she got so oh, excited. The cat feces and everything. <laughs> she got so excited about that prospect. It was so upper alley that she had a heart attack and died from joy. Oh, it does, it does have a happy ending. Yeah, right? so there's a, two so possibilities. It's the, the upside of hoarding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can die happy, surrounded by all your shit. April eighteenth, two thousand ten, Central Florida, in the heart of horse country. Mm-hmm. The worst case of animal hoarding led to the rescue of hundreds of live animals. Okay. The 50-acre property owned by Ignacio Dulzades, 64, who was licensed to sell exotic birds, was initially investigated yesterday by the Fish and Wildlife Commission. Animal services then found 348 dead animals in small pens, plastic bags, and a freezer. 348 dead animals. Many yeah. of the carcasses were completely decomposed. Okay. The hazmat team deemed some of the buildings where animals were housed as unsafe to enter without a respirator. Of the survivors, living in extremely poor conditions were... His son, his wife, his daughter, (laughs) his cousin. 151 dogs, 156 birds, 20 sugar gliders... Oh, wait, those are like flying squirrels or something? They're little, yeah, marsupials that you generally keep in a pouch because they're nocturnal and they're adorable. Five horses. Oh, yeah. Do they taste good? Is that what they're called? Sugar gliders? No, I think they eat sugar. Yeah. Okay. I, somebody right. might correct me. I'm not going to look somebody it up. Somebody lick a sugar glider and tell us if they're <laughs> sweet, sweet or sour. <laughs> Five horses, 16 head of cattle. Horses. Two oh. rabbits, two bearded dragons, six cats. 
Only six cats. I'm disappointed. He must have, uh, maybe the two rabbits were both female or both male or something. Mm, hmm. Not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> Seven tortoises, five hamsters, and five head of sheep. And a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. Well, he's obviously a dog lover because that was the most plentiful of them all. Uh, except for the birds, 156 birds. Ousted him by five. Oh. But he was a bird dealer, so probably some of those true. were transit. He was yeah. licensed to sell some of those. <laughs> those, yes. those weren't for love, not like the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Officers found firearms in Dulzade's home, as well as a large amount of trash and debris. In 1996, Dulzade's was arrested for caging animals with no food or water. In 1995, he was charged with killing a Florida panther. A hockey player? He killed a hockey yeah, player? Yeah, I think so. Wow, I'm surprised you didn't spend more time in jail for that. Son of a bitch led in a goal. Like, guess, what are you going to do? I guess they don't really care about hockey that much in Florida. He got off with justifiable homicide. Yeah, they maybe. stink. Yeah, so I saw a couple of animal hoarders when I watched Hoarders. And they're just... It's the, they, yeah, they, I saw one with a lot of mummified cats. They claim to be animal lovers, but the animals are all kept in horrible conditions. Yes. Inhumane, would you say? Yeah, absolutely inhumane. Uh, one woman, they were, they, they had all these veterinary experts, uh, pulling all the animals out of the house and treating them. And a lot of them were in pretty good condition, but some of them were on cages underneath other animals right. and had developed these, uh, the animal equivalent of bed sores, uh, like, and, and staph infections and stuff Gage. like that. Cause they hadn't moved in like a year or something. And rather than her being, Oh my God, what a horrible mistake I've made. I feel so terrible. They were pointing at this awful staph infection and like the mange and shit on it. You can just cut around that. And she was just she was just going, "Oh, did mummy not notice that? Mummy is so sorry." Like that was it. There was no yeah, no recognition. Remorse, no, just oh, I'm I'm not as perfect as I thought I was, but you know I'm still pretty good, even though these animals are all in horrible, horrible condition. It was, it's, it's narcissistic in a yeah. way, right? Like, it, it's really not about anybody but themselves. Right, and that that's exactly the feeling I got. That when I watched it, I'm like, this is not a person who loves animals. This is a person who wants animals to make herself feel good about having the animal. Yeah, the, all those, like, hoarding shows, they seem to have, like, kind of, they seem to, like, be able to dig backwards and find this kind of, like, you know, genesis moment. Yeah. They all seem to, like, and I'm not 100% sure that that is... You know, that, that, that it's nearly as cause of, as a, and effect as they try and make it in the show. I think that's like, that's good for drama, right? There's it's definitely good for, a genetic aspect to hoarding yeah. because it does run in families, right. but it's all, it okay. also seems to be that there's usually a trigger of some type. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, one woman, her daughter died and she became a food hoarder or something like, uh, mm-hmm. You know, there was like some, they kept finding this like traumatic moment and then they started hoarding from that point forward, even though they'd all admit that, well, I sort of, you know, I did keep a lot of things before that moment. It just like accelerated it kind right. of thing, right? This woman brought home, I think they said the start was she brought home uh, a dog mm-hmm. and I guess it was pregnant or no, she had a dog and she br- she found a second dog and brought it home and they were both opposite sexes. Right. And so the girl dog Nature got pregnant, happens. had puppies, and this woman was poor, so she couldn't afford to bring them to the vet to get them fixed or spayed or anything like that. So within a year... they told two friends, yeah, they told two friends, and all, so on, like, and The so puppies on, started having so puppies. I have a animal hoarding, perhaps, anecdote. Okay. Never went to this woman's house, so I have no idea if it qualifies or not, but... When I first graduated from university, I got this job with Canada Post in the payroll department as a payroll clerk. It's all just data entry, right? And the woman whose job I took over, after I'd been there like two weeks, she kind of came back to visit and say hi to everybody that she'd yeah. worked with for like 20 years yeah. and all the rest of that stuff. 
and uh, they all kind of gathered. The stink eye. They're all like middle-aged women. They're all like hanging out near my desk because that used to be her desk, right? And they're all having these conversations and all these women who'd worked together for like a decade or more. Did you feel like an outsider? Oh, I was trying to feel to. the heat on your back. No, neck. I was kind of just hoping that they would like have this conversation not near my desk because I really couldn't care less. But then it like took this kind of sinister weirdo turn where uh, they started asking her like what she was doing with her retirement. Like, oh, well, you know, you should get a motorhome and drive around and you should do mm-hmm. this. And you should, what do you what do you got planned? And you going to do any traveling? Like, kept going back to travel and travel. She goes, well, I, I can't really travel because I have the kids at home. And they went, what? I didn't know you had any children. Oh, well, by kids, I mean my cats. Right. Crazy cat lady. And they're like, well, how many cats do you have? 18. Whoa. And then she goes, they go, oh. And you see all these women who'd worked together for like 10 years. Finally, all something of a sudden, makes discover sense. something about this woman they worked before. And I kind of like, I became really fascinated at that point. <laughs> yeah. They all kind of names? Like, they all kind of like looked at each other with that silent <laughs> like, oh, oh, what the hell? And then she started to elucidate on it. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I have the I have the top floor. And I, they kind of just have the run to the bottom floor. <laughs> it's like, they, that's, that's, that's their floor, right? Or they fight it out in yeah. all the battles. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the Thunderdome down there, probably, right? <laughs> I'm going to go down and drink. Do not go down <laughs> into the cat dome. Yeah, no, that's where the, ca- the cats own that territory. It's They've a got labyrinth. Own- it's like the Minotaur with 25 Minotaurs. <laughs> they have, they Miss have- Mittens controls Bartertown. <laughs> they have their own law down there, right? Full Rans Littertown. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they all kind of like, okay. They also like went their separate ways, and she was like, okay, see y'all later. They, they didn't realize they had a crazy cat lady in their midst. All that time. Oh, man. I can just imagine the massive expulsion of held breath after she leaves the building. Oh. So, oh, my God. Did you hear what she said? 18 cats. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, 18 cats is getting close to hoarding. But in like a year, if she let it really run rampant. It's, it, it's it, run of the bottom floor that yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the dead giveaway, right? Th- that's that like mean, a full-time job to empty, empty the litter Well, box. She, she retired. She probably retired to take yeah, care of the cats. But what was she doing before? I just don't even... Wow. I know. I I like animals, but damn. You'd have 18 little pug dogs if you could. No, I'm too lazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm too lazy, and and I I do have a mess limit. Like, I, there is a point that I can get to that even I go... Okay, that's enough. Although, if you took 18 little pug dogs for a walk, you wouldn't actually have to do any of the walking. You could, like, ride them. Like, you could surf on them. Or you'd lay down flat on them. Yeah, but here's how lazy I am. Magic carpet. Magic carpet of pug dogs. Yeah. Here's here's how lazy I am. I'd have to, like, put the leash on every single one of them individually, and that's just too much work. Yeah. Taking my dog for a walk, I mean, I gotta tell him we're going, and then he freaks out, and then I gotta grab him, and then he's gotta stand still while I put the leash on him. Do that a dozen times? No, just leave the leash on them all permanently, like, and so they become like a giant pug rat king. king. Yeah. (laughs) The Boston Terrier King? Yeah. 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 That would be awesome. Uh, Caustic Soda Jerks, we're going to need another Photoshop done. (laughs) We need to see a Boston Terrier King. (laughs) Call back to our rats episode. Horrible as it would be. Pop culture. 
Oh, well, God. you mentioned, just in general, you mentioned smog early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, dragons tend to have a hoard, and it tends to be treasure, actual... Yeah, actual, valuable, but, yeah. value, magic swords. But they have yeah. far more than they would ever use. They never seem to spend it or do anything yeah, with it, but, but lie on it. What kind of dragon would hoard old 25-year-old newspapers? What kind of dragon would that be? Well, is this, paper is this dragon? a joke? Is this an actual joke? Paper, paper dragon? It would, it would not be a red dragon, because they breathe fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it could be a blue dragon. Could be blue. Uh, paper dragon. How about that? Origami dragon. Mm-hmm. That's how it uh, creates new dragons. Yeah, there you go. It, it cre- until it gets enough newspaper to form an egg. Yeah. And then the new origami dragon is hatched out of that. Yeah, paper mache. Yeah, it's always They're been like they, the, the dragons don't take their gold to the market to buy a virgin no. or anything like that to eat. No. No. They just use it to lord it over the locals. That's why in Dungeons and Dragons, I always pick a high charisma. I can just go in there and make a speech roll or whatever and say, what are you going to do with all this? Come on. You have a problem, sir. Let me help you. Oh, you're, you're, you'd be the dragon organizing yeah, expert, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. I'll be, be the organizer. i skim a little off the top. Let's just, let's just make this horde more manageable. Let's well, it looks good, but there's no place for this plus three Vorpal sword. Let's, let's create a gold pile and a Vorpal sword pile and a, uh, you know, and a, a thrift store pile. And let's go through there and figure out which pile these all belong to. Labyrinth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now there was this junk area in the junk fields they were called. Yeah. And uh, the character that we saw that there were several junk people, there was the junk lady. Right. Do you remember mm-hmm. that scene? Does anyone remember that scene? Yeah, she keeps trying to give her toys uh to to bring her off the trail of getting yeah, back to her friends. From, stuff stuff from Jennifer Connolly's past. Yeah. Her youth. Uh-huh. To try to get her to I don't know. Just stop to, looking for to stop looking for a friend for her, for her, her baby brother. She's looking for because yeah. the fifteen-year-old oh, yeah. Sarah accidentally wishes her baby half brother Toby away to the Goblin King Jareth, who will keep Toby if Sarah does not complete his labyrinth in thirteen hours. Is the plot of the movie? Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. I love it. Ticking clock premise. Did not like it. Never saw it as a youth. Saw it as an adult. Oh. Didn't care for it. Oh, I love I, it. I uh, guilty admission. I never saw it, even though I like had such a crush on Jennifer Connelly back oh. in the day. I don't know why I never did. Trivia, Toby's name was Freddy in the early drafts of the story. The baby's name was changed because the infant Toby Froud would only react to his own name. Oh, oh okay. Toby Froud, uh, Brian Froud's kid. It's like uh, Tony Danza is always named Tony in all of his TV series. For the, for the <laughs> same, same reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. Brian Froud, the uh, illustrator and creator of many fairy books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which were the inspiration for the look of Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. It's a pretty classic hoarder. Oh, did yeah. we ever see his hoard? Did we, did we ever go he inside would, the trash can? I well, I haven't watched every single Sesame Street episode. We ever go inside the trash but can. he, I do remember him trying pulling stuff up constantly. Oh, well, how about this? How about that? Like he had no end of things he could well, pull does out he of his collect can. them, or do people just throw stuff in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then he doesn't like. But he doesn't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. people do throw I it away, so. and then he keeps it. Yeah, that's why he lives in the can in the first place, because then he doesn't actually have to go out and get it himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's always talking about how valuable junk is. Yeah. Oh, I love trash. I love love it because it's trash. We did talk about Aviator. Yeah? Yeah. Howard Hughes saving the urine and whatnot. I have not seen it. I should see it. I've heard it's good. It was quite long. Yeah. Here's the thing. They were desperate to give Scorsese an Oscar, and they just couldn't do it for The Aviator. Like, they wanted to give it to him so badly for The Aviator, right. and it just could not meet the minimum standard required for Best Director Oscar. <laughs> I mean, he eventually got through with The Departed, which, again, was far from his best effort. But that, 
they they gave it a real honest to goodness try to like give it to them just couldn't bring themselves to do the it. part of that movie I, I enjoyed it pretty much all the way through although there yeah, were like lows and yeah, highs and whatnot it, it's a watchable film for sure what was the actress who played uh Catherine hepburn kate blanchett fucking and, amazing yeah like it was spot yeah. on like it was because i've watched a lot of hepburn movies yeah Hmm. And I was like, yeah, Kate Blanchett, blown away. Catherine Hepburn was uncanny. I, I, it was maybe one of the best historical portrayals, certainly in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, so I th- if, even if you're an old timey movie fan, just you should watch that. Yeah. Okay. Just to experience yeah, that performance. It was, it was amazing. It was stunning. Absolutely stunning. And, and it was interesting to see the progression of uh, Howard Hughes's illness yeah. as he went from like, you know, he just an eccentric guy with a lot of money making movies yeah. to getting into the whole aviation industry and buying everything and yeah, and, you know, going crazy. Going kind of bonkers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hoarding his pee. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot about it. Mostly I, I learned about it because of when uh, when Mr. Burns went crazy. Yeah. yeah, and he did the same the thing. Goose. And I kind of—it was funny, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. And then somebody was like, "Oh, it's like Howard Hughes." Yeah, walking around with uh, the Kleenex the, boxes on his feet and yeah. whatnot. Little Mermaid, Disney's the Little Mermaid. Who's the hoarder in the Little Mermaid? The Little Mermaid. She's a hoarder. She hoards voices. Remember at the beginning, the very first scene, I believe it is. No, depicts Ariel raiding a sunken boat for useless crap. <laughs> she collects everything she can find. Despite having no idea what any of it does. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's rare. Like, it's this is not useless crap from the undersea kingdom. This is useless crap from the, the above, above world. Well, yeah. she's created, she's collected a landfill worth of human trash in her few short years and socked oh. it all away where no one else can get at it. Oh, yeah. According to the research behind the book Stuff, Compulsive Hoarding and the Meaning of Things, the difference between just collecting and hoarding is that when people collect things, they typically want to display them to other people. Right. Hoarders want to keep things hidden away because of the shame. Here's what I want to know: Is ah. this is, did this translate from the book to the movie, or was this? I, does the I don't Disney think anything invention? translated from the book to the movie. <laughs> uh, Ariel has twenty corkscrews. Doesn't know what they do. She creates an emotional attachment to every object she finds, and Ariel's compulsion does interfere with her normal life. She lets her down her father by hunting for trash instead of going to a concert she promised to oh, attend. Yeah. All right, there, I I totally accept that. You're right. You Ariel was meets, a hoarder. I didn't even realize it. She meets all the. Yeah, Greedo shot first, and Ariel was a hoarder. These are the Greedo did not shoot first. Don't get me. Don't. Don't even. I'm not gonna. In comics, we have the Collector, mm-hmm. one of the elders of the universe in the Marvel comics. That's right. Okay, yeah. remember him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Virtually immortal, the Collector spent the first millennia of his existence with his wife and daughter. The Collector was unprepared for his wife's demise. He meditated upon what he might do to give his life meaning. In a vision, he foresaw that beings of great power would arise one day, determined to destroy all life in the universe. To prevent this from happening, he decided to devote his life to collecting living beings and artifacts from throughout the known universe and placing them in safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Noah and Noah's Ark sort of thing? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Building himself a large starship, the collector set forth, stopping at every inhabited world he found to acquire a sample of their finest achievements, as well as living representatives. In a matter of years, his ship was completely filled, and the collector was forced to suspend his mission in order to build expanded facilities for his permanent collection. The collector converted several uninhabited planets into giant museums and transferred his collection there. Every time his ship's hold was filled, he would return to the museum worlds to deposit his recent acquisition. As at present, the collector has filled 
10 museum worlds with artifacts from 100,000 planets. Over the eons, the collector's monomania became more and more obsessive, making him lose sight of the original reason for which he began his collection. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty hoarding-esque. Yeah. Brainiac from Superman also has at least one incarnation that's kind of like that, where he had been the the computer on Krypton and was supposed to preserve Krypton, and then after he left that, he decided to start preserving a lot of other planets. Yeah, this was in uh, the animated series of uh, Superman, and he would just go to planets and basically destroy everything except for a few samples of things and <laughs> yeah and he carried it out an extra thing. yeah so then he would have the only example yeah. of this left in the universe yeah a little bit of a glitch in the system there so on the hoarders episode where they go to the collector's ship to get him straightened out <laughs> yeah. do they ask him just to okay let's mark one of these planets the thrift store let's yeah. mark the other planet keep let's mark the other planet throw Maybe's. away yeah we'll put this on the maybe planet yeah <laughs> what do you think <laughs> I agree. I can see that happening. Silver Surfer's there in Galactus. They're like, we lo- we, we're trying to help because we love you. <laughs> Video games, Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Donkey Kong, or you can play as Diddy Kong, is after his stolen banana horde, Did which King... Diddle Kong? Diddy Kong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Donkey Kong is after his stolen banana horde, which King K. Rule has stolen. I've got oh, a picture here. Kong's banana horde. Kong's banana horde. Very it's nice. actually labeled that in the uh, game. So, well, it is treasure. Uh-huh. He's a food hoarder. None of that looks like it's gone bad, though. No. Well, the stuff on the bottom of the pile. I like how each banana is about the same size as him, though. And he's a giant ape, too, so yeah, those yeah, are yeah. pretty big. I think those are genetically engineered, my friend. <laughs> I think he is, too. He's wearing a tie. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside, and when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad feeling, an ominous feeling, a feeling you know that will be back when the week is new and we'll have more gross facts for you and you'll have things you want to hear about we will too Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while he was receiving maggot therapy. To comment on episodes, make a donation, see show notes, links, and videos, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Susan, 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 Susan,